Hello and welcome to Catholic Bites, a podcast for busy Catholics. This is Father Conrad, and today we have a special episode. It is our fifth anniversary as a podcast. We started on the feast Hooray! of St. <laughs> we started on the feast of St. John. No, not John Paul. <laughs> I'm in John Paul. It's uh, a good one. Saint... <laughs> try again. We started the feast of St. Peter and Paul. There it is. Yeah, in 2015. Peter and Paul. And so today there, we have Father we Chris Scythe and Father Alex Scott. And we are going to do a special, I don't know what... Anniversary. Anniversary episode. episode. Yeah, I guess that works. Anniversary episode. I think that's perfect. Okay. And for this episode, what we're going to do is we are going to... We're going to just uh, give two insights that we think are important for our lives of faith, two insights that are really quite something that, that we find really helpful or, or meaningful or good, and uh, and then just share them with you. And since it's Catholic Bites, since it's a podcast for busy Catholics, two quick insights from each of us. Okay, sound good, guys? Perfect. Sounds good. Sounds great. Okay, then Father Chris, you're going first. Insight number one. All right, insight number one is the need for deliverance. Uh, so when Jesus comes into the world, you know, the, one of the first things he does when he gets to the synagogue in Nazareth, uh, he talks about the anointing that he has. He has come to set the captives free. Uh, mm-hmm. In Hebrews, we hear what he's setting us free from. He, we're told that he set us free from, he set those free who had been in captivity through the fear of death. Um, and so what we mm-hmm. have here is just this awareness of certain things that can bring us into captivity that we don't normally think about, that any time we sin or any, you know, fears of death or any fears of suffering, these different things, uh, it's not just that they kind of throw us off our game or whatever. It's we become enslaved to the father of lies and we start seeing things incorrectly. Uh, those of us who, you know, have had some sort of uh, wounds in our past, we know how so often... Um, just the way we see things is colored through that experience. And so it needs to be healed. Mm -hmm. And so what Jesus does when he sets us free, he, he, first of all, he sets us free uh, by proclaiming the truth that uh, the truth will set you free. Um, The lies that we've come to believe uh, are are no longer uh, holding us bound. And then the other thing is that he heals us from that wound itself by joining himself to us. Um, and so we, we truly start living in freedom from this captivity that so many of us are not even aware of having experienced. So I think in order to really appreciate what Jesus did for us, we have to understand our need for deliverance from our captivity. Yeah. Excellent. That's my, That's great. my first thing. Okay. Well, I, I, I guess we don't have too much time if we're doing these all rapid fire uh, to, <laughs> to, to thing, discuss. Yeah. So maybe, Father Alec, you want to go next? Sure. Yeah. So my first one, um, it... it pairs well with Father Chris's, so I think that that's nice as far as like further discussion goes. Um, I think one of the most important things in my faith life to remember is the reality of sin as uh, a metaphysical, that is to say like a cosmic force mm. almost, not to get too like philosophical. Too um, and I, I think this is super important because we tend to reduce sin to like something that we imagine we could eradicate with the right kind of um, conditions, you know, the right political system, mm-hmm. the right, you know, or the, the right leader of our country. And, and I, I truly, I mean, you hear this, I'm not like, I really, I don't mean to get political about economic systems or leadership or anything like that. 
but there's the sense that if we could just fix some of these social ills, everything would be great, and we would no longer have to deal with sin. And the reality of this world, of course, is that it's a fallen world. It's not a bad world, right? We're not destroyed people. We're not bad people. And we have the capacity for great good. But the reality of sin is going to be with us always. And so it's so important for us to recognize that while we're fighting as best we can to, to do all the social justice things that we need to do, and we do them because Jesus told us to do them, so it's, it's essential, it's very important. At the same time, um, we have to remember that we're not going to be rid of sin until Jesus comes and delivers us from it. And there is no stop to bad things happening in this world until that happens. So I think that that's just such an important... It sounds kind of negative, but I actually think it's really positive because you see some good things, you flashes of good in the world, and it's just a reminder to me that like once Christ comes, once we're delivered from this, it's going to be all that. It's going to be all of those good things, all those moments uh, put together. It's just going to be awesome. And we don't have to put quite so much pressure on ourselves to say, what am I doing wrong that the world is not perfect? And the answer is, we're human beings. We're fallen, and we depend upon that grace to lift us up. And just very practically, I think it, it really sets us free to say, okay, there's some evil here. Jesus, come come be with me, right? Come Holy Spirit. Just these simple prayers right. that help. We can't take care of exactly. everything, right? I mean, it's like we just we, we can't have that much hubris to think that we can take care of so, it all. Yeah, nice, cool. Well, mine is not in the um, the sin realm, I guess. It's not as depressing Ooh. as yours. Um, but uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, my first <laughs> insight is one that I remember when I realized this, I was just like totally flabbergasted, and it has to do with how we're made about creation. Like when we think about creation, we think about God forming Adam and molding the clay. And, and, and we think in terms of what philosophy calls efficient causality, that someone like did that and then kind of, then we could run free after we were made. But that's not really what creation's all about. Creation is about a radical dependence upon God for being. That like, it's more an answer to the, not the question, how was I made, but how am I here right now? Like, what, why am I here right now? And, uh, and so that, uh, that question is much more interesting and much more fascinating that like, um, that I am radically dependent upon God for being that every moment of every day, God is desiring and willing that I exist, that I am, uh, and that he's giving me the gift of being. And that's like, it's so much more intimate, uh, that God is, God is at every moment giving us this gift, this true gift of, of, of existence. He's never far from us. He's not like off in heaven watching. He's just like at every moment willing us into existence. He's with us in every second. So that's my insight. Now, nice. no, it's, it's so, I mean, honestly, so important though. Like think about how close that makes God to us and think about just the I don't. I, I absolutely love it. The idea that God is just not a cosmic force for something, but is an intimately loving person. In and our incidentally, lives. it's something that Joseph Pieper was really big on. So I approve. Whoever that is. Oh um, okay, Father Chris, who's your second is. insight? All right. So my second insight is just the reality of our baptismal identity. Um, everything is based on this. This awareness that we have become adopted sons and daughters of God. So we look at Jesus in the baptism, and, and the Father says to the Son, You are my beloved Son. With you I am well pleased. And I think from there, everything else makes sense. That 
um, who we are, we're, we're imaging the Father, and we know who the Father is because Jesus reveals what it means to be a son. Yeah. Um, and the yeah, other thing yeah. is when we recognize that the Father delights in us and we receive that reality, I'm set free to spend my, my life in thanksgiving to, uh, to God. And my life is ordered, my desires are ordered around God. Uh, it's just so often we try to earn God's good favor and his graces and these different things. And it's just when we finally stop and say, no, actually grace is something that I receive that transforms me and sets me free to be who I truly am, then I'm able to be a Christian. Uh, it doesn't happen first that I, I start becoming pleasing to God and then he kind of approves it. No, he affirms my existence. He affirms who I am. And when I receive that, I'm able to live accordingly. So I just think our baptismal identity, who we've become because we've become uh, united to Jesus at our baptism, it just, it's everything. You have JP2, That's awesome. JP2 famously said, was asked, like, what the greatest day of his life was. And he said the day of his baptism, which I don't think I would have yeah. answered that. You know, like, he's he had such a great That's insight. why we're not saints. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <Yep. laughs> That's, I mean, it is it's yeah. true. Okay, Father Alec. So my... Again, mine kind of bounces off of Father Chris's. It sort of expands out from it um, because it's the second thing that is just so essential in my faith life is the reality of the sacraments and how much of a blessing they are in our life. Um, it's one of the things that makes us distinctly Catholic. Um, other churches have diff different numbers of sacraments, different understanding of sacraments. Um, but for us, it's just this incredible thing that God looked down on us and said, like, I'm going to try as hard as I can to reach them with my grace. And they're just not going to get it because they're not good at receiving grace and they're not good at receiving my love. So I'm going to pour out all these gifts. They're going to get gifts on the natural level. They're going to get gifts on the supernatural level. You know, he's going he's to give us good feelings and happiness and all these things. But I'm also going to give them these specific graces that they really, really need. They, need. they need the presence of Jesus. They need forgiveness of sins. They need baptism re renewal of their life and adoption by the Father. They need all these things in their life. And I'm going to give them to them in a way that is uh, tied to something that they can receive easily, uh, words and signs and, and symbols and touches. And if we do those things, then we receive this great grace. We can be 100% certain that God has given us these most important gifts in our life. So when I, when I think about the sacraments, just think about the incredible mercy of God in giving us these unbelievable gifts, these really unbelievable gifts that he, he said, like, look, I know that grace is going to be hard for them to, to sense and feel and get, so I'm going to give them the sacraments. I'm going to give them the church and the incarnation and the sacraments. I'm going to give them all these things so that they have an easier time because all God wants is for us to draw, excuse me, for us to draw close to him. Nice. Sweet. I keep saying nice, but it's really profound. I should say, I should use a different word than <laughs> no, nice. No, it's profound, <laughs> profound, profound. Mm. Um, mine kind of flows from that too because my insight is about secondary causality so it's um <laughs> of course it is profound yeah. profound yeah it's a it's a little bit uh it's a little bit philosophical but it was something that totally changed how i thought about the faith how i thought about god working in my life how i thought about the sacraments how i thought about discernment like it's it, it is so essential for us to know and uh, it's one of the reasons why like Lutherans don't believe in certain things that we do, and like there's why there's so many dis, you know, I don't know what word I'm looking for, but 
so many different uh, ways of thinking about things that, that aren't with the faith. So if we understand mm. a secondary causality, so much starts to come together. And so secondary causality is uh, the idea that God, as the first cause of all things, can work in and through us in such a mm-hmm. way that it is 100% God and 100% us. It doesn't have to be either mm-hmm. or God or man, grace or works the sacrament or God's free gift. God works in and through his creatures. And that yeah. makes him so much more present to us. And especially like I think about when I'm trying to discern what God's will is for me, I we so often think like, oh, okay, well, I've got to kind of look throughout my life and try and find these signs and try and see how is he trying to speak to me when no, God works in my heart. He plants desires within me and he can do so in such a way that it's 100% my desire and 100% his calling. He plants and, and guides my thoughts when I'm in, in grace. You know, he, 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 he directs me and moves me. And I can trust that that's not just from me. It's from him as well. And he, it's, it's present in the mm. sacraments. It's why he can communicate and can use the sacraments as his instrument to me, communicate his grace in such a way that they don't become something magical, mm-hmm. but they become an extension of him. Mm. He, it's, it's the whole nature of grace itself in our life. It's not just like I do good works not to kind of like earn my way to heaven, but because God is working through me to bring about these good works. And it's 100% me. I get to participate in my salvation but it's 100% God and 100% God's gift. So I think that has been such a huge insight and a uh, big thing for me. And it's such a beautiful oh. just moment of intimacy between us and God where it's sort of, you know, if somebody says, wow, I really, you know, encountered God in, in you know, what you said in your homily or I don't know if they've ever said that to you, Father Conrad. Never. But, <laughs> you know, Probably not. You know, and they, they say like, wow, I just, I really heard God speak. And there's something where, you know, on the one hand, we want to say, no, you heard God, right? It just That's it. But there's also the reality of, no, but God, they heard God through you. And, and there's something so beautiful that he shares that with us, that we can participate with him. It's just this beautiful intimacy that we have with him through this, uh, this secondary causality. Yeah, I agree 100%. Super profound, super important. What a wonderful, wonderful gift. Awesome. Well, those are all some super profound, <laughs> wonderful thoughts. And just as a little uh, conclusion, thank you, everyone, for listening for uh, five years some of you probably have tuned in more recently than that uh, when we were first making these podcasts in like the hallway five years what's that yeah in, five in, years in the hallway by the bathrooms by the refectory mm-hmm. at the knack yeah and um i had to record the first episode that we made was one that i i was the guest and we did on our lady of guadalupe and the guys our classmates who who were running the podcast at the time like they made me do it like twelve times. <laughs> we did. I remember that too. At the beginning of this, I was doing. My, I remember my first one as well, and we, we did it um, on the sacraments because I love the sacraments. And I remember I had a script, mm-hmm. like I had written out the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. It was the first time I'd done this, which I don't do anymore, if you can tell. And I just remember doing it like six times and reading that script like six times until I just wanted to like set it on fire and just like never look at it again. I had to, yeah, I recorded it like two or three times and then they're like, well, we didn't do it right. Can you come back and do it two or three more times? And I know we didn't do it right that time. So we like recorded like a million times. It's like, do it right. Do it but right. But now we've been going for a long time. We've got millions of downloads and it's all thanks to people who 
somehow enjoy this podcast. <laughs> somehow enjoy is, is correct. Inexplicably is correct. <laughs> so thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you um, for subscribing, for downloading the episodes, for your support financially, for everything over the last five years. If you'd like to find more talks going all the way back to the beginning, you can find them at catholicbytespodcast.com. Or you can find us on Apple Podcasts and you can rate us, you can subscribe, you can give us five stars, whatever you want to do. So thank you, Father Chris. Thank you, Father Alec, for celebrating with us. And uh, we will catch you next time. God bless you, everyone.